What's up, everybody? You are listening to Lockdown Now NHL, local experts with the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Lockdown Now your first listen every weekday. COVID-19 hit the NHL hard as Thursday's games took place all across the NHL, and our team experts are here to break down everything on and off the ice that you need to know. We start in Nashville, where the Predators didn't let a lot of missing pieces keep them from a win in our biggest game. The Biggest Game. The Nashville Predators went into Thursday night's game against the Colorado Avalanche, missing a whole lot of players and coaches in the COVID protocols, but Nashville found the pieces it needed to beat Colorado, and Lockdown Predators tells you all about how it happened. Tonight, the Nashville Predators took on the Colorado Avalanche in a game that could go down in Smashville lore as the COVID Cup of the Central Division, as both teams' rosters were significantly depleted with players in COVID protocols. Which team was able to battle through these difficult circumstances and get those critical two points in the Central Division? Hi everyone, I'm Ann Kimmel from Locked On Predators. The Nashville Predators had eight players and the entire coaching staff out tonight in COVID protocols. So head coach of the Milwaukee Admirals, Carl Taylor, loaded up a minivan and drove to Nashville with some Admirals players and took his place behind the bench to coach the Predators to a 5-2 victory over the Avalanche. Goals were logged by Philip Forsberg, Two goals, Roman Yossi, Tanner Janot, and an empty netter from Matthias Ekholm in the win. And Nashville gets two points against a tough Central Division rival. The Predators are scheduled to leave town for a game tomorrow night in Chicago against the Blackhawks. We'll keep watching to see if this game continues or if more players end up in COVID protocols. We'll have all your news here at Locked on Predators. The Red Wings have not been the same team away from Detroit, and that continued as they gave up five goals in a loss to the Hurricanes on Thursday. Our Locked On Red Wings host recaps a game that he said just didn't go Detroit's way. Detroit's road woes continue. This time they drop a game in 5-3 to three in Carolina to the Hurricanes. Uh, Nadelkovic didn't have his best game. He only made 28 saves on 32 shots against, letting in four goals, the fifth one being an empty netter, so that doesn't count, count against him. But, you know, outside of that, I thought it was a pretty fun, entertaining game. Obviously, the struggles on the road continue for the Detroit Red Wings. But Larkin had a goal. Raymond had two assists. Bertuzzi got back on the board after an 11-game drought plus a COVID stint. Sam Gagne with a nice shot. I thought the defense played okay, to be honest. Uh, Despite letting in five goals against, I thought overall it was a really fun hockey game. It just didn't go the way of the Red Wings this time. Uh, I'm going to talk about the whole thing in tonight's episode. Make sure you guys stay tuned to Locked on Red Wings. The Boston Bruins also missed a total of seven players on Thursday, but Boston wasn't able to get the win that Nashville did with so many missing pieces. Locked on Bruins tries to analyze a game that was far different from any that Boston has played so far. The Boston Bruins lost a game they probably shouldn't have even been playing on Thursday night. Uh, dropping a 3-1 decision to the New York Islanders with a total of seven players on the COVID-19 list. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins. And while the black and gold did manage to outshoot the Islanders by a score of 41-28, to the only goal came with about 54 seconds left, courtesy of Mike Riley. 
assisted by Brandon Carlo and Linus Ulmark getting the assist as well. Uh, the Bruins forward group, kind of a patchwork group with uh, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Martian, Craig Smith, Trent Frederick, Anton Bleed, and Oscar Steen in COVID-19 protocols. Um, and the only player who are only two players who really made a dent uh, were Taylor Hall and David Pasternak recording six shots and seven shots respectively, but still they could not find the back of the net. And uh, Allmark allowed uh, two goals on 27 shots in this one, the final goal coming by way of an empty net. Uh, so the Bruins kind of reeling here with uh, some COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, they're scheduled to travel to Montreal for a game on Saturday against the Canadians, and we'll see if that actually does come to pass. Uh, keep it locked to Locked On Boston Bruins for all the latest on the black and gold. Again, this is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, your favorite team. The Islanders were the beneficiaries of Boston's short roster, and Locked On Islanders has the view from the other side of the bench after a much-needed win. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Islanders down the Boston Bruins 3-1 to and a big win for this team. Yes, the Bruins are shorthanded because of COVID, but Islander fans are only too familiar with that. Two big things to take away from this game. First of all, the identity line, which has struggled all season. Probably had their best game of the year. Cal Clutterbuck scored twice, but more importantly, they set the tone with their physicality. And then second, Simeon Varlamov, who had yet to win a game in goal all season, played very well, got his first win of the year, and the Islanders will not be able to get back into the playoff picture without some strong play from Varlamov. For more, listen to the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get podcasts. The Minnesota Wild had extra time to prepare for the Buffalo Sabres after its last game was postponed, but Locked On Wild said Minnesota still came out flat. He recaps a shootout loss at home for the Wild. Did I mention I'm not a fan of shootouts? Hey, everybody, Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, recapping the Wild's 3-2 shootout loss to the Buffalo Sabres tonight and Oh, that was not what I was hoping off of having Tuesday's game postponed. The Wild were flat for pretty much the entirety of the game. They got out to a one nothing lead, lost it. 2-1 lead, lost it. Didn't really do a whole lot in overtime and then did not score in any of their attempts in the shootout. Cam Talbot was good, deserved the win tonight, but uh, ultimately didn't get it. And for the first time in Dean Evison's head coaching tenure with the Minnesota Wild, they've lost three games in a row. Back to the drawing board before Florida's game uh, on Saturday. And so uh, for the Minnesota Wilds, the uh, the sky is not falling, but uh, oh, that was not uh, not a fun game to watch. So back at it on Saturday for more on the Minnesota Wild. Make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. The Philadelphia Flyers played a game in Canada with no fans in the stands in Montreal, something we had all hoped that we were done with. The hometown fans did miss out on a Canadian's win and locked on Flyers explains how Philly let this one slip away. 
Hi, this is Rachel Donner from the Locked On Flyers podcast with your post-game quick reaction to that 3-2 shootout loss in Montreal to an empty stadium, which was also kind of sad. Uh, We talked a lot this week on the show about winning winnable games like this, and the performance by the Flyers tonight was just the exact opposite of that. Flyers got off to a really slow start in a pretty dull game overall, to be honest, but Flyers were playing more of a delayed reactionary style instead of a proactive anticipation-based style that they had, especially in the game against the Devils. Uh, Like Mike Yo said, after the game, they did pick it up as the game went on, but even in the third period where they outchanced the Habs 12 to 4 only two were high danger chances and at that point I think Caden Primo was pretty dialed in you could see that as well in the overtime period where the Flyers had some really good offensive pushes uh, besides part of the power play where they looked a little stagnant but between blocks by the Habs and saves by Primo not a ton was getting through. I will say Carter Hart absolutely kept them in this one. He made some key saves, including one right after the power play expired where a Sherratt was stopped on a breakaway. Carter Hart made 38 saves on 40 shots in this game. So again, you know, stick taps to him for that performance. And congratulations to Jackson Cates on his first NHL goal. That's always a thing to celebrate. For more on this game and the Flyers all season long, tune into the Lockdown Flyers podcast. The Vancouver Canucks took a two-goal lead heading into the third period on Thursday, which was good enough to beat the San Jose Sharks. Lock on Sharks recaps the final from San Jose. The Sharks drop another one. I'm J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks. The Sharks lose 5-2 to two to the Vancouver Canucks, uh, dropping their stealth mode jerseys uh, to 0-5 for the season. But Aiden Hill, just a brutal night. Um wasn't tested much, but every time, every shot that, that's high glove side, he just has nothing for that. Um, so, Sharks offense again, they a lot of shots, but just weren't able to solve uh, Demko. But just a brutal night for Aiden Hill, giving up four goals, um, many of them unscreened. Just yeah, tough night. So, we'll have a full breakdown of the Sharks. Uh, Five to two loss to the Canucks. Um, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, uh, find us on YouTube as well. And that's a wrap for us today. Thank you all so much for making Lockdown Now your first listen every day. For more on the National Hockey League and your favorite team, make your second listen Lockdown NHL and, of course, your team's local Lockdown podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Lockdown Now.